Today, as you may know, is Mother's Day. According to History.com, this holiday was created by Anna Jarvis in 1908 to celebrate the work of her mother, Anne Reeves Jarvis, who created Mother's Day work clubs to teach women how to properly care for their children. Anna Jarvis, the daughter, had originally conceived of Mother's Day as a day of personal celebration between mothers and families. Her version of the day involved wearing a white carnation as a badge and visiting one's mother or attending church services. But once Mother's Day became a national holiday in 1914, it was not long before it was taken over by the florists, the card companies, and other merchants who capitalized on its popularity. Ann Jarvis was upset by this commercialization, and she spoke out against what the day had become. And for most of the latter years of her life, she fought to get it removed from the American calendar. I understand her dismay. While cards, flowers, and gifts of appreciation are lovely to receive, many mothers would benefit much more from the kind of support that helps them and their families thrive. Many mothers need assistance with good and affordable housing, stable sources of income, healthy food, assistance with childcare, health care, family leave policies that support their being with their children in the earliest stages of their life, safe schools and communities so their children can grow into healthy adults. Some others also need support and care for themselves. In addition to financial, social, and other resources, mothers could benefit if we took the time to acknowledge the toll that stressors have on mental health and removed any stigmatization that prevents mothers from seeking mental health services, especially if they are experiencing postpartum depression. The COVID pandemic taught us a lot about it, what it takes to be a parent, especially when economic, social, and emotional supports are limited or non-existent. As a faith community, we need to face this reality and acknowledge that it is not enough to celebrate motherhood. We need to advocate for mothers, educate ourselves about their needs, and support women who embrace one of the most challenging jobs a person could have, raising and nurturing children. I also think we need to adjust our perceptions and expectations of motherhood. Having grown up in the 1950s, I remember those telephone commercials and situation comedies that portrayed mothers doing things like vacuuming in a chiffon dress, <laughs> pearls, and high heels. Who does that? I remember in Home Economics reading a guide for women, also written in the 1950s, 
on how to be a good housewife. It included making sure the children were fed and quiet before hubby came home. It told women to fix themselves up, look pretty, wear a bow in your hair, have his slippers and a drink ready, make things as wonderful as possible for him, because after all, he's had a hard day. <laughs> there was nothing in that document that talked at all about the care that mothers need after their hard day. It was not much better in the 1970s. I recall one commercial showing a woman who went to work all day, and when she brought that bacon home, she fried it up on the pan and had it on the table faster than you could say, what's for dinner? Sadly, too many people are still trying to manage two jobs, and in some cases, with little or no support. Unrealistic expectations are stressful. Judgments and comparisons cause suffering and discontent. And while it is nice to receive acknowledgement on Mother's Day, one day each year that includes breakfast in bed will not make up for all the criticisms, unwanted advice, and lack of support many mothers experience. We can do better. We can listen to what women say about what they need and want with our hearts and our minds. We can offer to provide childcare so mom can have a couple of hours to herself to do what she needs to do to manage her own self-care and personal growth. We can advocate for policies that help mothers experiencing poverty and difficulty feeding and housing their children. We can work to ensure that mothers, as well as their children, don't just survive, we can ensure that they thrive. I receive a daily newsletter from an author whose name is Anne Voskamp. I love her writing because she eloquently expresses her faith in God in gentle, kind, and compassionate ways. Here are a few things she said about motherhood in her newsletter this week. It, meaning motherhood, is kind of hard and tender. The work of every parent is to give the best they know how now. And the work of every child is to forgive their parents the best they can now. There is always grace coming to meet all of us. She said, you need to carry out your mothering the best you can, knowing the shepherd carries your babies close to his heart, and he is the one responsible for carrying your babies home. God is ultimately the shepherd of our children. We just have to keep faithfully carrying on. And she reminds us that you will get things wrong. You, the prodigal parent with prodigal kids, you and the kids will both make wrong turns, only to turn and find the arms of the shepherd who left everything to come and find you 
and gently lead you all the way through. Her thoughts about co-parenting with Jesus are profound. She encourages mothers to remember that Jesus said, I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Now I want to say a few things about how challenging this day can be for some folks. My mom died when I was 22. She was my best friend, which is kind of amazing because I was a very moody and difficult teenager. She stuck by me, though, and after I left home at 18, we began to have a different relationship, one of mutual respect, understanding, support, and compassion. I grieve for all the conversations we never had and all the life experiences we did not share. And to this day, I miss her very much. Losing one's mother can be life-altering. Since my dad died when I was 17, I suddenly discovered what it meant to be an orphan. It took years for me to stop looking for gifts for my mom when I went shopping. I kept her eyeglasses for decades until just a couple of years ago, I found the courage to put them in the Lions Club donation box in Farlander Hall. There is no time limit on grief. Grief may ebb and flow. Like a scar, it reminds you of what was lost and cannot be replaced. I was lucky. I had a good mom. Some people do not. For them, Mother's Day is a reminder of what was or is painful to remember. And if they choose to share those experiences and stories with us, it is helpful to remember to listen, guided by grace, with compassion and love. I also want to acknowledge the women who wanted to be mothers and could not, and the mothers who have lost children. I have never had those experiences. I cannot describe for you the type of grief or loss that these mothers experience. I do know that it is important for me to be sensitive and thoughtful as I go through this day, knowing that there is nothing I can say that will be helpful. I can only offer to be there, quietly present, if that is what they need from me. And so with all of this in mind, I may not say Happy Mother's Day today. Instead, I may say thank you. I appreciate you. And I am grateful for all you do to nurture those in your care. In closing, I pray that all mothers all women 
and all who aspire to be women know that they are loved. May you be happy, may you be safe, and may you know peace.